get ready to laugh with the best of season three, Ladies of the Night. With your host, Heather McDonald. Gotham Comedy Live's best of season three is all happening right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Heather McDonald. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for Best of Gotham Comedy Live, Ladies of the Night, which are either hookers or stand-up comics. I'm a stand-up comic, but sometimes I wish I was a hooker. I'm your host, Heather McDonald, and I'll be guiding you through tonight's show because it's all about the ladies. And I happen to be an authority on that because I'm a comedian and I have a vagina. Some people question it when I talk like this, but I'm actually still a woman. Tonight's show is not about the vaginally challenged, but about us. Think of it as a bachelorette party with girls that are a lot funnier than your friends. Let's start this show off right with a thing that women like to talk about more than anything, relationships. I know a lot about men. I'm a female comic and a bit of a whore. And not on purpose, not on purpose. You make it to 46 and, and you're not married and don't have children, you'll accidentally fuck a lot of people. That's just a fact. It's not a joke. So here, here, here's what, here's what the, the thing is. Guys, the guys are simple. Look at them, the way they sit with their balls out. This is not, <laughs> this is not the posture of a complicated person. This is a posture of a Labrador, a big dog that just wants to sit in the sun and think sun, that's it. <laughs> not stupid, but simple. Men, now listen to me. I will save some of your lives tonight. I know you think women are crazy. Do you think we're crazy? Yeah! Well, that was stupid. If we really were crazy, that was a stupid fucking reaction, wasn't it? Here's the thing. The reason I bring up crazy is because I am the exact age at 46 when we thought my mother had lost her mind. We really, the, the big cold cut fiasco of 85. <laughs> when my mother threw all the luncheon meat out of the refrigerator, like at the dog, at my sisters, at everybody, just crying, I'm a sandwich maker in this house, you bunch of ingrates. And we're like, you're wasting bologna. <laughs> Here's the thing. We are not crazy, we are emotional. Women are emotional, men are more rational. Women are more emotional. To rational people, emotional people often appear crazy. We're not crazy, we're, listen, men, this is a good way to remember. Men are like, like hurricanes. You can track a hurricane, right? You know when it's coming. When a guy's upset, if you call your boyfriend three times and he says, I'm working, you call again, you know exactly what he's gonna do. You know how he'll act. He, he acts the same way, he's predictable. Women, we're not like that, we're like tornadoes. You ever been in a tornado? You're just sitting out on the front porch, enjoying yourself. And all of a sudden it's like, shit don't feel right. Way out there in the distance. What, 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 run! What I'm trying to tell you is you can't, you can't, you can't harness that. Listen, man, we don't want to be like that. When we are acting like that, we don't want to be like that. Do you understand me? If a tornado could look back at all the destruction it caused, 
I am positive it would cry openly. It would, oh, I did what to that farmhouse? I don't think so. Oh, you have footage? Oh, I just remember a cow looked at me funny and I had to fuck that cow up. See, that's what happens. It's, it's been up there brewing for a long time. That's what men don't realize is a hurricane's a storm, a tornado's a natural disaster. When we're upset, it's been brewing. It's just, you, didn't, you can't see it. And one little thing trips it. Like, who left the sock in the middle of the living room floor? What do you mean you don't know? How do you not know? <laughs> there are only four people who live here. Two are small and one is me and one is you and I don't wear big stinking socks and go in the living room because I've asked everyone not to go in the living room because I would like one nice place I can take somebody. Don't walk away from me. And yet men, yet men will go out into that storm, into that tornado and scream, calm down. You're crazy. Bitch, you crazy. What's a tornado gonna do when you do that? It's gonna pick you up and throw you. Or it's gonna go over to its girlfriend's house, it's gonna get on the phone, and then there's two tornadoes. Men calling each other from basements, what's going on? What the hell did you say to her? All right, men, this is where you're gonna save your lives. Something, next time you see a girl starting to spin a little bit, don't tell her to calm down. Just tie yourself to something. <laughs> Sing a song of worship that never hurt anybody. Just hang in there. I promise you, it will dissipate. Out will come a rainbow. Who wants cake? <laughs> Your poor man is going to be in the ba bathtub with the children. Put the mattress back on the bed. Don't look at your mama, boy. Go, run. <laughs> It's bizarre though, because my parents are both dating and I am just like violently single. Like I am just like not even close to being uh, a mother. And I, uh, <laughs> I just, it's hard though, because I feel like when it comes down to girls and boys and the way we, we qualify relationships, like it'll take a guy like six months before he's like, oh yeah, that's mine. And like I brush elbows with a guy at a bank and I'm like, so I met someone and like, <laughs> where do I go? <laughs> weird because I'm at I'm at a really weird age too I'm 32 so it's like it's it's weird because the only people that hit on me now are like boys in their 20s or divorcees in their 40s because everybody my age is just toughing it out through that first marriage <laughs> like, just, see you in 10 years uh, I've been engaged a chunk of times I've been engaged a few times first time I got engaged is because the guy asked me in front of people. <laughs> you guys missed that. In front of people is what I said. That's why I had to, because I'm not a dick. <laughs> and I really need a dental. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he's romantic, and he proposed to me in a bar. <laughs> and because I've got that gaping hole six inches below my belly button that gives me feelings and emotions I did not want or ask for, <laughs> I started to cry. But the bartender looked over at like the wrong moment and she thought he hit me. <laughs> so you just hear from across the bar, what did he do to you? 
And without even skipping a beat, I just ran up and I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. He loves me. <laughs> when we broke up, uh, we wanted to be adults about it, right? So we both went on Facebook, changed our relationship statuses to single, and then liked each other's. what you do when you're a grown-up. <laughs> you would totally like my husband. He is so great. He went to France last week, and he does not speak a word of French. And I speak a little bit of French. And he texts me from the airplane, how do you say, you're hot? <laughs> In French. So I text him back, Jay Herpes. I'm married now to a different guy. It's gross. Uh, <laughs> guys are always way more excited about that. Men are like, yeah, gross. And chicks are like, aww. We've been married for a year, and uh, right after we got married, he bought me the e-cigarette. Because he wanted me to give up smoking. And I was like, I just gave up other men. <laughs> Why are you trying to change me? I did quit smoking one time. I did it for eight days. I actually did it on our honeymoon. honeymoon. I'm not an asshole in this, okay? I understand. My husband for our honeymoon took me t to Fort Myers, Florida for two and a half weeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is anyone, is anyone here from Fort Myers, Florida? Are you really? You don't do that to somebody you love. Every, everybody likes my husband more than me, which is upsetting. Like, I get it, he's a really good person. He's got nice hair and he smells like a mother should. But anywhere I go, that's the first thing people will ask me about. They're like, oh my God, where's James? What's going on with James? What's new with James? <laughs> I now know what it feels like to have a hotter sister. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV with the best of season three, Ladies of the Night. Welcome back to Gotham Comedy Live's The Best of Season 3, Ladies of the Night. Welcome back, and thanks for sticking around for Best of Gotham Comedy Live, Ladies of the Night. Before the break, we heard what a few female comics had to say about the trials and tribulations of relationships. A big part of being in a relationship is having sex. I'm not sure these would be the ladies to take on as your therapist, but let's see what these next Gotham comedians have to say about boning strangers. So when I was younger, I like I would be I would be interested in someone who travelled, and now I'll just settle for someone who doesn't have Nickelback in their collection, you know, or just just someone that doesn't use the word amaze balls, you know. And the other thing, the things that's changed the most is what I'm attracted to. Like when I was younger, I understood, you know those sex lines that they used to have and you'd call up, I mean, I didn't call up, but um, I couldn't afford it. But uh, you'd call up and you go, oh, what are you wearing? And she'd go, oh, something threadbare because I only earn minimum wage. 
there's a lot of overheads. But now, that like that doesn't turn those things don't turn me on anymore. And I wish that there was a phone line just for like people over thirties. And I would call up and I go hi, and he'd go hey. I go who is this? He go it's Keith. I'm like I would like to speak to someone else, please. Because in my thirties, I've got choice. So then someone else comes on, I'm like, who's this? And he goes, it's Rowan. I go, oh, what are you doing, Rowan? I'm listening to you. <laughs> but I'm turning off the television first. <laughs> and what are, you, what are you doing to me, Rowan? I'm communicating my needs and setting clear boundaries with you. <laughs> God. Boundaries, like what? Like, like, like what kind of boundaries would you set with me, Rowan? <laughs> like some weekends I won't be able to hang out with you because I'm looking after my niece. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important that she has strong male role models. Oh, Rowan, are you? Yeah, I'm a feminist, holy shit. <laughs> Tell me what I want to hear, Rowan. You want to hear it, you want to hear it, you want to hear it, you want to hear it. All right, I'm financially manageable, yes. I want to sit down and talk about shared values. I'm close. I'm very close. Bring me home, Rowan. You wanted you. I wanted you. Wanted you. All right. I'm emotionally available. Done. Done. I have gained. Apparently, I have gained 30 pounds according to the scale of my house in the past year, in a year, and um, that's a lot, that's a, a, a good, it does, I, I didn't realize I was putting the weight on, I didn't notice it because I'm still working and I'm still getting laid, I, I don't know what to tell you, my manager is like, what do I have to do to make you lose weight, I'm like, tell people to stop fucking me, that's a start. I uh, never got to sleep with a black guy, and now I technically can't. And I think that's why I voted for Obama. Yes. It's all I had left to piss off my father. <laughs> but nope, I settled for the white guy who refers to sex as buddy time. <laughs> Could you imagine lady talking sex to you like when you're in bed or they're oh yeah that's good yeah oh right there oh I like it when you lick it that's really really good I really like it when you're down there <laughs> I love getting licked right ladies yeah woohoo this might turn into a public service announcement right now I do and guys are like hold on <laughs> we'll talk about the poussoir for one second okay now I'm a Jew, so I'm quite hairy. Thank you. And um, so I, I would go get the wax. You know, we would go get the wax for the bikini area, right? I went to see the Korean ladies. I went in. I lied on the table there. Had my, well, I'll explain to you. It looks like I'm wearing corduroys under my corduroys during the wintertime. You know what I'm saying? I like to let it grow a little bit. Just wick, 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 wick. I hope you enjoy 70s porn. Pow, fucking yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm letting it grow because it's cold. You know what I mean? 
I'm poor. There's a lot of reasons. Y'all are too spoiled, you guys. Get in there. Just get in there and search. <laughs> That's right. They become lazy, these young men. They become lazy. I love it. If you're under 30, you're like, pubic hair. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> So I bring my hairy Jew ass to the Korean lady and she's like, oh, I'm gonna have to get two people, okay. <laughs> bullshit right here. So I go to, I, I go, I have to go to a Russian lady to go find my people, you know? And, uh, and, and she comes over and she's like, Jesse, I am perfectionist. I get every here. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Every hair, like every hair. She goes, oh, not like a baby. <laughs> guys, the amber alert look. I'm hip to it, okay, guys? <laughs> so she goes like, she goes, I leave you a little bit of hair. Like, I'm grown up. Pff, I'm grown up. <laughs> I get to go home now. I live close here. I live on Sullivan Street, 229, apartment 3B. <laughs> That's gangsters, and that's my real address. I'm not scared of you people. I've lived alone in New York for 20 years. What are you gonna do to me? There's nothing you can do that I haven't planned for. You gonna rape me? You can't rape me. I'll kiss you on the mouth. How are you gonna rape that? <laughs> How dare you, rapist? You think I don't have a rape plan? That's the worst predator on a planet next to a pedophile and a polar bear, and I got plans for them, too. You crawl in my window, you're crawling out half the rapist you were when you crawled in. I'm gonna mouth kiss you, I'm gonna whisper I love you, I'm gonna hold you. You're my boyfriend now, rapist. Bottom line, you guys, I watch a lot of porn. I, uh, I think single and porn are kinda, it's like one, it's like duh, you know what I mean? My thing with porn, though, it's like, I mean, it just gives guys this false sense of hope that whatever hole they find first is fair game, and that's not a thing. <laughs> like, I let a guy stick his finger in my butt once, and it was only because he was going to war, so I did it for my country. Like, <laughs> why is everybody else slutty? Oh, man. <laughs> I just, it's this whole bizarre concept that like you don't know the difference between the two. Like, are you serious? We're grownups. They're clearly mapped out situations, guys. Like one of them is like, oh, it's a pretty pink flower, water me out. And the other is just like this angry old woman. Just like, oh. Like one of them's like, oh, it's so nice in here. And the other's like, you take me to the casinos. I want to play the slots. Just, oh. But I was always in the closet and my internalized homophobia was so bad that when I had my first crush, it was on Nala from The Lion King. Do you guys remember Nala? <laughs> yeah, but this is where it gets bad. My first crush was Nala from The Lion King. I was more worried about the fact that I had a crush on a girl than on the fact that I had a crush on a fucking lion. <laughs> Which is way more creepy. And I told, this, it gets creepier. I told my buddy Steve that, right? He doesn't miss a beat, he goes, no, I get it, dude. I used to want to fuck that chubby teapot from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Steve. Now his wife looks like that teapot is just... I met her, I was like, nice spout. Oh God, oh God, oh God. That wasn't the right thing to say. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV with the best of season three, Ladies of the Night. Welcome back to Gotham Comedy Live's The Best of Season 3, Ladies of the Night. Welcome back. 
I hope you're enjoying the lovely female comics that we have brought you so far. We are all kids at heart, so this next topic should be very relatable. Here's what our comics had to say about children. So cute. He is like the cutest kid you've ever seen. You know how like you want like one kid better? He is so cute. He, oh my God. He says to me the other day, he goes, Mama, when I grow up, if I have a little baby, does that mean you're going to be a grandma? I'm like, yes, that's so cute. That's what it means. And then his older brother, who's a little bit of a smarty pants, like he refers to me as his birth mother, he says... <laughs> Mama, when I grow up, if I don't have a baby, does that mean you're just gonna be an old lady? <laughs> and I said, yes. And instinct tells me, with that level of charm, you're going to be my roommate. <laughs> do things to try to make them more intelligent, right? We've got the shower curtain with the periodic table on it, right? And the placemats with the body parts, right? The little one looks at the placemat. He looks at me and he says, Mama, where's your big penis? I'm like, it's in the top left-hand drawer if you really must know. But here's the thing you may not remember because of the allergies, not you guys, but as you know, you can't walk within 25 feet of a schoolyard with a peanut butter sandwich, yes? A gun, sure, that's your right, don't tread on you. But no peanut butter, because we have to protect the children. We will be arming the janitorial staff and the guidance counselors, but no peanut butter. But it's hard, because our school system's not set up for dyslexic kids. Like, I took the SAT, and for my score, they just sent me a helmet, that's true. A little mean. But even though I didn't do good on the SAT, think about that test, that's such a classist test. Like, the way they phrase things, they want rich kids to do well. They phrase things like this, they'll be like, if Chet and Chauncey have five gazebos, four summer homes, and two mutual funds, who is the governor of Connecticut? If you didn't grow up well off, you're like, oh my God, what the hell is a gazebo? Is that who killed Tupac? What the fuck is a gazebo? They'd never phrase things for underprivileged kids, never. They'd never be like, if Monica has to get to the check cashing store by two, and she knows she's gonna run into four crackheads who take five minutes each, about how fast does Monica need to run? Nope. Oh, you guys didn't do well either. If they phrase it like that, you could be like, ooh, two miles per hour, go Monica, go. Fuck Chauncey. What's a gazebo? I actually, it's terrifying. I'm, I'm so immature. I had a pregnancy scare one time, you guys. I thought I was pregnant. It turns out I'm just lactose intolerant. <laughs> I sat on the toilet. I was like, I hope it's crap. <laughs> Cause if it's a baby, I'm just gonna leave it in there. I, uh, <laughs> whatever. Come on, according to the Nirvana album cover, circa the 90s, babies be swimming. They are fine. <laughs> babies be swimming. But I'm all right with awkward. I was raised by some awkward people. I was raised by hippies, uh, naked all the time. Like all the time naked. Not a nudist colony, not a commune, not that structured. 
just naked all the time. I'm pretty sure I breastfed off five different ladies, you know? Here it's free and it's love, just take it. It's free and it's love, who made this? Awesome, baby. Smoked a lot of weed at my house. Ah, passed it to me. I thought this was Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> first word I just found out as a baby. Oh my God, my first word as a baby. What was it? I thought maybe it was mama or dada. No, my first word was ear. <laughs> sea of naked adults. Little girl running around. Maybe I'm lost. Maybe I'm looking for my dad, you know? Just daddy, daddy, daddy. Oh, Daddy! Free love, you guys! <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, 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 would, I would love to have kids, by the way. I, would love, I think that's a beautiful thing. Like, I, I, lo I love babies. Some of my best friends are babies. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that's a great thing to have kids, because I love kids. I don't know if anybody has kids here, like, on purpose. Anybody? <laughs> I always like asking it that way, because people are like, no. <laughs> here's my favorite thing about kids, and here's why I identify with them the most. Kids don't have a filter, right? Kids don't have a filter until you put it in as the grown person. That's your job, right? Until then, it's a free-for-all. <laughs> Especially if you have toddlers, you know exactly what I'm talking about, because they say whatever. You ever been insulted by a kid? <laughs> hurts, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> it legitimately hurts your feelings. But you can't say anything. You got to sit there like, <laughs> you got to take it. Because they'll walk right up to you and be like, you're ugly, and then walk away. And you're just there like, he is so cute. I just, I just want to hug him around the neck. He's a cutie. He's really adorable. But when you think about it, that kid isn't trying to mess with you. Like, if that kid said you're ugly, it's because he genuinely thinks you're ugly. <laughs> But like so ugly, he had to stop whatever he was doing and let you know like he was doing something and he was like, no, put the Legos away. What is that? <laughs> Seriously, get it fixed, all right? I can barely keep my Lunchables down. That is disgusting. Millennials, millennials, millennials. So what's your allergy? What do you got? What, do you, what, are, you, what are you struggling with? Yeast, gluten, wheat, soy. Nothing. Sulfur. Sulfur. So you're allergic to that medicine. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. I, I, I don't even know what that medicine is, so that's interesting. That old chestnut. So, sofa. Um, I just know that millennials have it, have it hard they were born into such a war-torn country. Storage wars, <laughs> cupcake wars, cutthroat kitchen. Oh. And it's bizarre, though, because, like, with the younger guys, there's definitely a disconnect. Like, I don't know. Like, okay, this is going to sound terrifying, but the last guy I legitimately dated was 21. Yeah, yeah, he worked at my bar. I wasn't just driving by school like, hey, you're the fastest runner. Get in. <laughs> I'm a coach. <laughs> Come on. Like, he found me. But there's a definite, there's a definite disconnect, especially with, okay, and I use the term dating loosely. I really mean we were just texting, and I just, you know, like, I don't know anything about him except for he uses no punctuation and fucking all lowercase letters. I'm like, throw an emoji, show me you care, you know, like, do something. <laughs> Come on. 
But like he would, he would do the weird thing with texting. I don't know if anybody else is weird with texting. Like I like that's a deal breaker for me. Like if you're a weird texter, like bye bye, see you later. So this kid, he used to do the lazy thing. So he'd be like, "What are you doing tonight?" And I was like, "Okay, if you're gonna be lazy with letters, like, what else are you gonna shortchange me in?" <laughs> like, are you gonna try and fuck my pussy? And I just like. I just, I feel like if you're not gonna give me the U, you're not gonna give me the O, so I don't know why the hell we're. I used to be a really overweight kid, and it's hard, uh, you know, when you tell people you used to be fat, they usually ask you how fat. <laughs> and that's awkward. I'm like, I don't know, fat, fat, fat. Like, I used to take those tests in the back of women's magazines. They match your body type up with a type of fruit. Like, you're a plum, you're a pear. Every time I took it, my fruit was pudding. I was like, well, <laughs> that's fat enough. And America's so insensitive to fat people, like they put the biggest pair of pants at the bottom of the pants pile. Roots, you have to dig through all the sides of pants that you're not to get to your pair of pants. Fuck that shit. Fuck it, fat phobic. They should have the biggest pair of pants on top of the pile with a cookie in the pocket and a little note saying, thank you for wearing pants. Thank you for the cookie. I appreciate it. Growing up, my sister was always in really good shape, and since I was fat, people wouldn't know what to say when they would see us together. They wouldn't know what to do. They'd be like, Katie, my sister, they'd be like, you look great, and Emma, whoo, there you are! You! Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV with the best of season three, Ladies of the Night. Welcome back to Gotham Comedy Live's the best of season three, Ladies of the Night. Hello again and welcome back to Best of Gotham Comedy Live, Ladies of the Night. One of the great things about living in the U.S. is that it's a melting pot full of different people all joined together to pursue whatever soul-crushing job they want. And there's no better city than New York to see the American dream being chased. So let's see what these next comedians have to say about cultural diversity in the home of Gotham Comedy Live, The Big Apple. Yeah, I was the first white girl on Def Comedy Jam. <laughs> and uh, Cedric the Entertainer was my host. Very, very sweet guy, but he was really nervous to bring me out. Best introduction I think I ever got. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> y'all enjoying the show so far? All right, yes you are. Now listen up. I want y'all for your next performer just to keep an open mind. <laughs> And then I came out, I was like, what's up, Def Jam? It's awesome, Zameha. <laughs> Maine's the whitest state. I don't know if you guys knew that. I guess it's good you guys aren't up on your white trivia. That'd be a little awkward. White statistics, love them. No, Maine's the whitest state, so like my brother in Maine will get very defensive. He's like, just because we're the whitest state doesn't mean we're racist. Yeah, well, there's no different races for you to be racist against. <laughs> the only races in Maine are white, white, and off-white, because this one kid, Kyle, has rosacea. <laughs> and you still ask him about Kwanzaa. Come on! And people are putting the pressure on me and my boyfriend. We've been together a while now. And he's Latino, too. My boyfriend is Mexican. And uh, I like... <laughs> thank you. I like Latin guys because they're macho. I'm I love macho guys. I'm old school, though. I am, like, I like the kind of guy that's like, get in the car. <laughs> okay. 
There is that part of me that wants to be like, um, don't talk to me like that. But I'm gonna get in the car now. <laughs> I'm gonna do what you say. <laughs> of my own accord. Right? And then there's something about a macho guy that makes you feel protected, though. Like, I feel so safe. Because there are guys now that... <sighs> they're, they're wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> I don't... I don't feel safe. <laughs> like, what if something goes down? He can't protect me. He's gonna be like, save yourself, baby! I have two little boys at home. I think they're really stupid, right? <laughs> I was in a taxi with them today, and the taxi driver was wearing a turban, and my little one turns to me and he says, Mama, why is a genie driving the taxi? And Taco Bell's not up the hook either. Apparently, a love of the Tina will make you guacamole on a case-by-case -case basis. And a mortar and pestle type thing in a kitchen that would make Giada De Laurentiis pee green with envy. Copper pots, butcher block, marble countertops, what have you. But she's in this kitchen in the commercial, and then an obsequious waiter comes in and says, is it ready yet? And then, and then she tests it with her finger. Not hygienic, but shows the passion for the Haas, the Haas avocados, because only Haas avocados at Taco Bell. The quality we've come to expect from, from Taco Bell. Live Moss. You know what? As long as we're quoting, live Moss. And what that means is you can have a, a, a taco shell dusted with nacho cheese powder. <laughs> Listen, live every day like it's your first. Life is too long not to have a Cool Ranch taco shell. <laughs> On your deathbed, you're not gonna wish you had had less. Am I right? But uh, my real rebellion came in seventh grade. I went to a junior high and I was at my locker one day and this Mexican dude with a hairnet and a flannel button at the top. You've seen the movies. <laughs> came right up to me, said, I'm originally from Los Angeles. LA is a great place if you hate to read, so follow me. Here we go. So this Mexican dude comes right up to me, he's like, Jessica, we've been watching you, homegirl. You fucking crazy, Issa. Listen up, this is Froggy talking to you. You got to hang out, Issa. I was like, oh my God, all right, Froggy. Does that tattooed tear mean you killed somebody? Because it's adorable. And he goes, yeah, but that was a long time ago. Okay, we're in seventh grade. <laughs> so I ended up hanging out with the Cholos a lot. Smoked a lot of PCP. A lot of PCP. Like so much PCP that I'm really happy to be here tonight. <laughs> and I used, to, I used to black out all the time and Froggy would always fuck with me. He's like, Jessica, you're blacking out all the time, mister. Lightweight. I'm like, it's elephant tranquilizer, Froggy. I've done the research. The Cholos like to kick it with oldies music. The gang members, they like to kick it with oldies, which I thought was weird. I never told Froggy, but I thought it was weird. You know, you're smoking PCP all day, you're dipping out the van with a fucking gun, and then come home, put on some Dean Martin! Like, what? <laughs> that's, that's not hardcore at all, Froggy. <laughs> 
But uh, they had a radio station out in LA called KRLA, it was the oldie station, and they had dedication hour on Sunday nights, and the gang members would call up and dedicate. There's somebody here who knows <laughs> about the dedication hour. KRLA, and the Cholos called it KORALE, because <laughs> they had humor. <laughs> And uh, you, you'd hear on Sunday night dedication hour, yo, what's up, Keorale? This is Mr. Puppet. I would like to dedicate I am your puppet to my hyena, Mrs. Puppet. <laughs> Aww, it's nice. <laughs> Sometimes there was some gang shit though on the radio too. It'd be like, yo, what's up, Keorale? This is Smiley from Venice. I want to shout out uh, nowhere to run to those putos from Culver City. <laughs> okay. I was just actually in San Francisco and I was visiting my parents. Yes, thank God. Every time I say it, I'm like, ah, I get it. You're fucking from there, relax. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you for the support. I, uh, <laughs> no, so I was home in San Francisco, which we all know is great. I, uh, <laughs> I was there visiting my parents. They're still there. Um, it's weird, though, because they're divorced now and my mom is actually dating a black guy and my dad is dating an Asian woman. Yes, it's very exciting. I'm a comic. Thank you very much. I, uh, <laughs> Like, this works out well. But it's weird, because it's not like they hated each other enough in the divorce to go gay. They just went to minorities. They were like, yeah, yeah, bigger dick, smaller hole. We'll take it. Fucking, yep. <laughs> that buddy Steve of mine and I are looking for an apartment right now. I don't understand why people have to be politically correct and roommate wanted ads. I don't get it. It's every ad that goes, if you post anything racist, sexist, classist, or homophobic, your ad is taken down. Why? So I can meet the person who wanted to write, I don't want to live with any blacks, gays, Mexicans, or Jews. <laughs> oh, I can't post this on here? Okay, I'll just tell them when they get here. Like, ah. No, 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 I don't want to get there. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. That's the whole point trying to weed you people out. <laughs> Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV with the best of season three, Ladies of the Night. Welcome back to Gotham Comedy Live's the best of season three, Ladies of the Night. Welcome back to best of Gotham Comedy Live, Ladies of the Night. For the final part of this show, we've picked out our favorite jokes that our female comics had to offer. So let's get down and dirty like this martini for the last segment featuring some of the favorite moments our producers picked out. But let's be honest, it was probably the interns that picked them. I mean, they have a better sense of humor. Hello, you beautiful babies. How are you? Did you, did you have a good day? Was it good? That's good, because the bad day in Manhattan is just bad, isn't it? Is that my, my mother's in Virginia, and she told me the other day she was having a bad day. And I've lived here 20 years. I, I'm from the South originally, but I've lived here 20 years, so I'm a New Yorker now. I, I, I'll cut you. I, I'll pray for you, but I'll, I'll <laughs> face cut you. So I, I don't know why I moved this. Like, I wasn't going to stand here by the drink the whole time. Um, but... But my mother said she was having a bad day, and the first thing I thought was, I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it's bad. Because I lived in Manhattan 20 years, and I was right. It wasn't that bad. It was a bad Virginia day. Like, they closed the Walmart pharmacy early. Like, it, it was that. 
They're like, yeah, you live in Manhattan 20 years. A bad day is like someone threw human poop at you today. <laughs> or the elevator got caught between floors and you crawled out and your face skimmed the floor. Now you think you have floor aids in your eye. <laughs> and you get to where you're going and no one will even dispute if floor aids exist. If floor aids could happen, it's just... <laughs> I don't know, I'm not very good at finding out whether people are flirting with me or, or not. Okay, so this happened on Twitter and my friend was attacking this group called the Christian Alliance, right? And he was really going at them, attacking them with horrible things like logic and reason. And um, no, 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 no. There's a lot of good Christians in the world. I've seen Sister Act too. So he's... He's attacking them and it's got nothing to do with me, but it's Twitter, so I got involved. And I said, hey, they could just be 16 and 17, super into G-O-D, maybe don't go so hard. He wrote back and said, no, they're a fundamentalist Christian group and they're, you know, horrible and dangerous. I went, okay, I'll stay out of it. But it's Twitter, that's not how it works. So then the head of the Christian Alliance got in contact with me and this is where I don't know whether he was flirting with me or not, okay? <laughs> All right, so you can help me out. His name was Reverend Norman Price. And the tweet said, another feminazi libtard slut. Hey, Felicity, what's your personal abortion counter up to? Yeah. Is that flirting? I don't know. I don't know. It feels like mixed messages. So, so I just sent him a cheeky tweet back and I said, well, you keep talking like that and I might be up for another one. Wink! <laughs> a friend who really likes to say the word delish <laughs> like a lot like everything is delish like I'm delish my hair is delish we're just delish <laughs> the only time it is acceptable to say the word delish is if somebody punches you in the face in the middle of trying to say delicious <laughs> right I was recently on an escalator and I was looking, there was advertisements all the way up the side of this escalator uh, because I don't have a real job. And, um, and there was an advertisement for a breast cancer awareness campaign and it said, a thousand women die from breast cancer every month. Do you know the five signs of breast cancer? And then underneath, they didn't put the five signs of breast cancer. You had one job. It's a public awareness campaign. What happened? Did they just run out of money halfway through? Like, no more research. Do you know the five signs of breast cancer? Because we don't. <laughs> and what if all public awareness campaigns just started doing that, leaving out vital information and then just popping a dubious question at the end? Like, uh, like gambling. It's addictive. But what if you won? <laughs> Uh, or what about um, drinking and driving? It could kill you. So practice makes perfect, okay? Uh, or what about uh, sexism is holding women back? But who doesn't like a free drinky poos, lady? Am I right? Or what about... Um, oh, you haven't got depression again, have you? Or what about... I've got heaps of these. Oh, that's a lie. I've got one more. Oh, what about um, uh, global warming is man-made? Global warming is here. Did someone say bikini party? Because I didn't, I didn't know that there was, I didn't know that there was five signs of breast cancer. How many, how many signs of breast cancer do you know to look out for? If any, by the, <laughs> completely, you're like, breast cancer? 
Is that something that I should be looking out for? Is that like bad thing? Is it common? It's common. Do you, do you know any signs to look out for for breast cancer? Uh, you do? Would you like to uh, extrapolate? Mm. The lump, that's it. The lump is it. It's one lump, that's it. And I'm glad that I didn't know that there was five when I found my lump because I know I didn't find a lump and go, ooh, I hope there's a quiz because... <laughs> I've had three breast cancer scares. The first two, I found a lump. I had a biopsy. It was cleared. And the third one, I just found a falafel ball down my top. Um, <laughs> seriously, the amount of food that I shake out of my bra at the end of the night. I should open up a cafe. It's a waste. Mind you, the good thing about undressing me is you also get leftovers. So, Dinner and a show. <laughs> It is weird though, cause I'm getting older, but not more mature. Like it's a really bizarre world to live in. Like I have a bad back, but I've seen Frozen five goddamn times. <laughs> like I'm like a man child. I don't. Speaking of Frozen, you guys, this is just a side note. Is it me or heart or cartoons getting hotter? Like I would fucking fuck that bad prince in Frozen. Anybody else? I would take that ginger down. <laughs> It would be weird, though, like, if that was a reality. Like, could you imagine your roommate walks in on you? And I was like, oh, be like, Lisa, Aladdin, Aladdin, Lisa, he's a prince. Like, it'd be weird. <laughs> I don't know. Hi, want you guys to meet like this? How I look with the short blonde hair, I'm constantly getting compared to a celebrity comedian. Take a wild guess. <laughs> Cat Williams, actually. Um, <laughs> but I see where they're coming from. No, of course it's Ellen. Someone asked me if I got my hair cut to look like Ellen. And honestly, yeah, sure did. <laughs> Ellen's winning at life. Why wouldn't I want to look like Ellen? I'm not going to go into the salon like, hey, can you guys make me look like Rosie O'Donnell? Uh, seems like she's having a good day. So I'm from a town of 800 people. I grew up in rural Maine. Very, very small town. For example, we had a gay pride once in my town and it was just this one kid, Greg, skipping down the street. <laughs> one kid, one kid. And, and an anti-gay protester showed up going after him like, you faggot, stop skipping. And it was his father, so it was a mess. <laughs> Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV with the best of season three, Ladies of the Night. Welcome back to Gotham Comedy Live's The Best of Season Three, Part Two, Ladies of the Night. That's it. Thanks for watching all of these lovely, talented, and deeply disturbed ladies. Please pray for them. And keep up with us for more hilarious comedians coming to you live at the Gotham Comedy Club on Access TV. Until then, see you next time. <laughs>